the blast from our past network. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to pop in real quick and give you a little bit of a heads up on this episode. When Tess and I recorded it, I didn't even know the name of what this show was going to be. It's Podcast After Dark Watchlist. That's what we landed on. And during the episode, you'll hear us discussing it. And I just kind of wanted to let you guys know what was going on with the name of it. And also, we recorded this episode before Halloween, but due to scheduling and whatnot, I did not get a chance to put it out until now. So that's kind of like why we're talking about our favorite Halloween movies. But I think the conversation is applicable to any time. And I hope you guys have fun with it. And look for more of these Podcast After Dark watch lists uh, to come out in the future. It'll be... Not a regular show, but, you know, semi-regular every now and again, whenever we have an opportunity to do one, sort of. So, I hope you guys like it, and let us know what you think. Now, on with the show. Supernatural, Halloween, exploitation, slashers, and everything in between. Welcome to the Podcasting After Dark Watch List. The show where a guest chooses a topic and the hosts, along with the guest, discuss their top five favorites. Light a candle, hide your Ouija board, and enjoy the Podcasting After Dark watch list. Welcome to a bonus episode of Podcasting After Dark. I'm Corey. And I'm Tess. What? What is happening? Wait a minute. Is this not ongoing comic book discussion podcast? <laughs> so, as you all can guess, uh, Zach is not here right now, and it's because he's been fired. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, we're starting, Zach and I are starting a new show on the Podcast After Dark feed, and it's going to be a freeform show where we discuss various like lists and stuff uh probably just give you an example this would probably just be easiest way tonight tess and i are breaking down our top five movies that get us in the mood for halloween and so moving forward we're gonna have this show it's gonna be random it's gonna be kind of whenever it comes out is when it comes out and sometimes i'll be interviewing people sometimes zach will be interviewing people but it'll be a freeform show that allows us to kind of talk to other podcast hosts and promote other podcasts that we love or we're associated with on Podcasting After Dark and give us a chance to kind of have a little bit of fun. You know, our main episodes are a little bit more structured and everything, and this kind of gives us a little a little chance to breathe. And because the main show itself is so very much like uh, uh, dedicated to this nostalgia Zach and I have for these movies that it, it, this is a nice little way to bring other people in into the show and whatnot and uh, and like I said promote the ones that we love and we love Tess I work uh, with Tess <laughs> every week on ongoing comic book discussion podcast she Woo-hoo! is a fantastic podcast co-host and Aww. I'm very very thrilled to kick off this inaugural episode of uh, I'm thinking it's gonna be called pad checklists or pad favorites i don't even know the, the show's so new i don't even have a name for it yet so i'm sure hopefully i'll figure it out by the time you guys hear this episode <laughs> i love that you just go ahead and make the episode there's no name for it figure it out later that's right figure right it on. out later fake it <laughs> till you make it is my philosophy <laughs> yeah 
Well, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Hi, y'all. I'm Tess. <laughs> yeah, and and tell us a little bit about um, your podcast, which you know I happen to be on. But like, you tell everyone what it's about. So I've got this amazing co-host of my podcast. You guys may know him. His name is Corey. Um, yeah, we do. We review every week. We review a comic book. Um, in November, we're reviewing all of Batman. We kind of jump around. The other week, we um, reviewed Joker, the movie Joker. And then before that, we did the TV show um, Batwoman. That's on the CW. So we just kind of jump around as long as it's in and all related to comic books. So it's a really fun podcast. We have a lot of fun, Corey. We do. We <laughs> do. And this is our this is our normal uh, ongoing comic book discussion podcast recording night. We just decided to, to throw this episode on first. And then uh, I don't know when you guys will be listening to this, but we are doing our Grant Morrison, Frank Quietly, We Three uh, review after this for Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. So if you guys like what you hear, definitely make sure you go and uh, check that out. Check out Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. If you follow me on Instagram, if you follow me personally on Instagram, you'll see me post links for it and everything. And I will, of course, have links for it in the show notes uh, for this episode but this like i said this is supposed to be a fun little just just um you know freeform discussion and uh i think let's uh let's get right into it and have have some fun and see where the night goes like i said this is uh the top five and there's no particular order to it to the list it's just the five movies that we like to watch individually (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh we like to watch to get in the mood for halloween so like all during the month of october Yes. So, uh, Tess, I think I should say that if we somehow this have the same movie on our list, you talk about it, I'll talk about it there, and just mention it's also on my list as well. And since the list isn't uh, in any order, it's okay if we just bounce around anyways. These are just our five favorite movies. Okay. Um, but awesome. I would like, Tess, for you to kick it off with your number five. Okay, all right. Number five, Mel Brooks's Dracula Dead and Loving It. Have you seen that one? Oh, wow. That's a that's awesome. I have never actually seen that one. I'm a big fan of, of Mel Brooks. I like, you know, the, the Naked Gun movies, but I've yeah. never actually seen that one. Oh, it's so good, Corey. It's made in 1995, and it stars Leslie Nielsen as none, none other than Dracula. And then... Um, Amy Yazbeck from Robin Hood Men Tights. She played um, Lady, what's her name? I forgot the love interest. But oh, shoot. She, Winona Ryder's l- character from Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? <laughs> well, is it? I, well, it's, um, well, no, actually. Okay, so Amy Yazbeck, play, she was in Mel Brooks's Robin Hood Men Tights. She plays Robin Hood's love interest. Oh, Maid Marian. Yes, Maid Marian. Thank you. I was like, Lady M. I thought yeah, you were Maid- saying, like, what was her equivalent, like, in the Dracula tale? Oh, I actually, it's like, I don't really know. He's, she's just, like, the love interest um, in, in the Dracula tale. But she's, like, freaking hilarious. And so is Leslie Nielsen, of course. Um, but it's just got all the Mel Brooks puns and, and things and things that shouldn't be there. And my husband and I, we freaking love it. We quote it all the time. There's this part where um, his name is Peter McMull, and he plays Renfield. He's been in a couple other Mel Brooks films, but he's always like the comedic relief kind of thing, like the running gag of the show. And he's like, kind of like that. And there's (laughs) a part where he just says like, he's like, did you eat that fly? And he's like, no, didn't. No, didn't. 
me saying, no, I didn't. And so my husband and I are always like, if, if we ask each other a question or like, hey, did you, did you wash the dishes? It's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> so we love that we love that movie nice i need to i need to see that i definitely need to add that one to to the list oh it's a fun one it's a good one good little kickoff are um, you a fan of young frankenstein yes good. oh yeah is that on your list it's sadly it's not but uh, it would probably be an honorable mention it was it's at least in yeah. the top 10 i love that movie oh my gosh oh gosh it's so good that was i just love all those films just fun little poking fun at Halloween, all the creepy characters. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's always a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your number five? Uh, the 2007 Trick or Treat. Oh, you had me borrow that one. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Have you, have you had a chance to watch it yet? Yes, I did, and it was creepy. I My favorite thing about the movie is how it's a love letter to the season of Halloween and how it really emphasize, emphasizes, like, all the the rituals and the real history behind them and like keeping keeping them true keeping the rituals true and i and then of course it just it looks amazing right out of the gate i was like this movie is it, it's an instant classic the moment i saw it i was like i'm always going to watch this movie in october <laughs> he's the director is fantastic uh he also did krampus the krampus movie oh i need to watch that you had me borrow that one and you also had me borrow heredity and i was like no i think i'm good with trick or treat yeah but so no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> well krampus is not as bad as hereditary <laughs> or hereditary okay <laughs> it's not as bad as that one trust me it's a lot more fun it's more it's a lot more like trick-or-treat you know it's, okay it's more it's more fun to it and i liked uh i love the look of trick-or-treat especially the the story where they go down into the like the quarry and yeah i just i love the look the of it the cinematography bus. is fantastic yeah yeah, that's been the creepy kids who died in the school bus. That yeah. Even just thinking about it. And then, of course, uh, the little jack-o'-lantern guy. Mm-hmm. He's now become just an instant icon of Halloween. You see you see all kinds of costumes for him at the Spirit Halloween store and other yeah. props. So he really took off instantly. He's a great-looking great uh, Halloween character. He's a great-looking horror monster. Yeah, he's creepy, and I think it's even creepier because, like, he's a kid in the movie, but then grown-ups dress up like him, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a lot of lot of that guy. That's- <laughs> yeah, big, big, tall bit of creepiness. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's your fourth movie, then? Okay, Once Bitten. Have you seen Once Bitten? I have not. I, what? I But I'm seeing Buddy. a trend here, so we're, we're going the, the comedy route, I, I guess. Oh, always. It's funny because, like, I love Halloween, and this is the first Halloween that I've actually tried to dive into, like, the gory horror, and I cannot freaking do it, man. I'm not a wuss by any means, but, like, I just get so creeped out by the blood and gore, but I love the fun parts of Halloween, and this one is, like, another Dracula film where um, Jim Carrey gets bitten by the Countess, um it's good it's like a young jim carrey like when he was yeah. just like young and fun and you've seen that one right i i've never seen once been either but i think he filmed i think it was before in living color i know it was okay. before obviously it was before like way before ace ventura um but uh yeah i i remember i can see the poster for it i can definitely see that oh yeah where he's like creeped out and then there's like the girl with the fangs behind yeah. him the blondie yeah. 
Oh, it's so good. And um, I was just poking around seeing who the cast was, and I always find weird random facts. I don't know how they come to me, but I always find them. But Clevon Little, he's the guy that plays um, the Countess's like, right-hand man. He's also the main guy, Bart, in Blazing Saddles. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And he's hilarious there as well, obviously. Yeah, no, he's yeah. Clavon Little is always fantastic. See, I've never heard, I didn't never, never knew his voice. I'm not an 80s kid like you. I'm a 90s kid. <laughs> and so this is all, like, I love 80s comedy, um, like, Halloween films. Like, the other day I watched uh, Brooklyn, of, like, uh, what's the one with Eddie Murphy? He's a dr- uh, oh, vampire. Yeah, Vampire in Brooklyn. Man, I love vampires. I just realized that. <laughs> Remember the other vampire one? <laughs> Wait, what was what was that movie? It takes place in Brooklyn with Eddie Murphy as a vampire. What was the name of that? Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bet you they had a hard time naming that one. Yeah, coming what up with that one. <laughs> should we name it? Um, he's well, a vampire, and he's in Brooklyn. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you call it New York Vampire. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what names they came up with. And some guy in the corner, like smoking a cigar, like, hey. How about vampire in Brooklyn? Uh. Hey, this guy. Oh, man. And what's your number four? Okay. My number four is The Crow, 1994. Too soon. Yeah. I saw this in the theater. I was, I love this movie. And honestly, for me, it's, it's the atmosphere of this film, just the way it looks. Uh, Alex Proyas, whoever he used as the DP, was just fantastic. And obviously, you know, uh, Brandon Lee's performance was awesome. Just the action was great. It was it was a fun film, but the reason it's on my Halloween list is because, A, it takes place like the, the week before Halloween, leading up to like the night before Halloween. And uh, just... It just it just feels like like Halloween to me. It's just it's the rain in the city and how dank and dark it is and the the cemetery in the city. Just everything about it just screams like city Halloween to me. So Ooh. I I love it. I think it's a fantastic movie. And you know I, I watch it every now and again. It still holds up. The Blu-ray looks beautiful. It's it's wow. a beautiful movie. Absolutely amazing. If you haven't seen it, you definitely got to see it. But I, I assume you've seen it, right? I haven't seen it. I'm just, uh, my dad was obsessed with Bruce Lee. So he always told us that story of his son, Bruce Lee, uh, Bruce Lee's son. What's his name? Brandon Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Dying on the set. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. He was, was yeah. He was shot um, uh, by like they use, you know, whenever you're in a uh, shooting, shooting at somebody in a movie, you never aim the gun at the person, even if there's blanks and everything. So, because you can always fudge the camera angle so that it looks like you're aiming it at the actor, but you never ever aim a gun at an actor that discharges anything because Mm. what happened to brandon lee was he didn't he got hit by it wasn't a bullet it was just a clog inside the gun barrel (gasps) when the when the blank went off it propelled the clog whatever was clogging it at at the speed of a bullet into brandon lee's stomach so it wasn't even a bullet and uh and yeah that's why you're never supposed to actually aim even blanks you know even blanks at at people Dude, I wonder if it was like they didn't they didn't do it on purpose. No, right? no, no, no. It was okay. the the, the uh, there was a whole hoopla to it. I mean, obviously investigations and everything. Um yeah. but what was crazy was 
what people sort of forget, I, me and my buddy subscribed to Entertainment Weekly and mm-hmm. back in, you know, so it was early 90s. So this is way before internet and everything. And, and you got all your entertainment uh, news, like either weekly or like Entertainment Tonight. And the whole production of this movie had something weird happening like every oh. other week. Like it was, it, they called it cursed, right? And even Entertainment <gasps> Weekly had like articles about the set being cursed before Brandon Lee got killed. So it was like it was just some kind of it was like destined almost unfortunately. Dude. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, I'm glad it was a good film at least. Like that would have sucked if it was like a comedy. Like Yeah. And I didn't mean to say that in a rude way, but like, you know, I don't, at least he went out with a Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I know what you're saying. I'm at the movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But you should see it at some point. Um, it's it's a beautiful film, and it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool movie, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm da- I gotta put- I need to put that on my list. Is that on Netflix? I don't know. I, it, I think it might be on something like a Hulu or an Amazon Prime or whatever. Uh, you know, honestly, side note. I don't buy a lot of movies anymore because a lot of times I won't rewatch a film, but I will always rewatch Halloween movies and Christmas movies, like uh, mm-hmm. seasonal movies. So I'm now I'm starting to like buy seasonal films instead of you know like for example I would have you know bought like John Wick three or something, but now I'll probably buy something like Scrooged because the seasonal right. ones they they take off of they're not like ever streaming because they want people to buy them so and right. you never get to see them. I'm like you know I have my Christmas movies. Same thing with this list of Halloween movies. I have a list of Christmas movies that I have to see too. So, uh, you know, and it sucks if you can't find them actually streaming anywhere. I know. We were we went on Amazon Prime the other day to watch Death Becomes Her with Meryl Streep and Gold. Goldie Hawn. Yep. And um, it was like sixteen ninety nine to rent or buy. That would you be could buy, only yeah, buy I was going to say, you buy it at that point. I was yeah. like, no. I, yeah. and, but I know they went up just because it's Halloween. Yeah, they. I think they kind of do that. I think they tend to do that. Uh, but Amazon Prime does have, have good uh, good horror movie selection. Netflix, unless it's the original stuff, their own original stuff, not really. I'm noticing that I think Shudder, the app Shudder, the oh. horror app, they're yeah, starting to... Yeah, you telling me about that. They're starting to buy up all the, uh, the horror movies, like the streaming rights to the horror movies. That's cool. I'm glad there's a place for horror movies, though. It's such a huge genre, and you know what? It could. That's the thing. Like, even though my the movies on my list so far are comedies, they could still be on Shutter. You know, it's like horror. It's like horror, and then like the subgenre of horror could be a horror comedy, uh, a horror horror <laughs> horror drama, <laughs> yeah. horror sci sci fi horror. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's its own thing. Yep, it's such a big so. genre that it, there's an innumerable amount of subgenres that can go into it. And I mean, horror comedy is a pretty pretty popular one. And even I was even looking back on the previous podcast after dark episodes that we've done. Um, you know, like Return of the Living Dead one and two are both horror comedies. Um, the Terror Vision is a horror comedy. There's a uh, Fright Night. We did Fright Night. That's a horror comedy. There's yeah. it's, it's horror comedies. I I just like them. I guess I like horror comedies when they are horror comedies versus comedies with horror elements in them got you yeah 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 i understand what you're saying so yeah so how about uh your third movie how about number three yeah we move on okay the good old 1998 film practical magic ah i i not have seen this one either i have not seen it. really no buddy i'm just gonna give you my list after here i know one of them you've seen for sure because you watched it with me you'll know when we get there um 
Uh, yeah, it's got, you know, it's got um, Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock. And it was funny because today, I, I honestly haven't seen it in a couple of years, but I know it so well because my mom used to watch it when we were kids. And, like, I know it, you know, it's in there. It's in my brain rolling around somewhere. But um, I watched the trailer today just to get a refresher. And they plugged it like it was like, this witch, well, she's a great witch. She goes over here and makes out with this guy, and then she makes out with this guy. Oh, yeah, they're witches. And then, like, the music is like, like, really happy, cheerful 90s music and happy, cheerful 90s announcer guy. And I was like, no, no, no. This movie is dark. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I feel like I remember it being promoted as like a rom-com with light, <laughs> with, with very light magical elements to it. Is that not the case? No, it's a murder. She murders a guy and he comes back from the dead and they have to do a seance with the witches in the surrounding area to put him back underground. And Nicole Kidman is amazing in this. At one point she has to like, they have to strap her to a chair and exercise her. Wow. Like she's she's a demon. She's the, de- the, the demon man that went in the ground comes back in, in into her body. It's like, and they have to put him back in the ground and like watching it as a kid, it was like, super creepy and it was actually really scary because there's this one scene where his boots uh, the tip of his boots like he has like italian pointy boots they point up out of the ground like right where they bury (laughs) him and but you see him like seep up Uh. and you're like oh my god like what's happening but i love it it's it's a female empowerment film for sure that's Good. that's cool. That's awesome. I I truly had I, I knew nothing about it. Really? Yeah. Oh, Myra I, would love it. Your wife would yeah. love it. And of of course, again, I can see the cover for it. I can see the poster yeah. for it. Um, it's it's I think it's the Sandra Bullock's face and Kim Basinger. Yeah. Uh, not Kim Basinger. What, what's uh, Nicole? Yeah, Nicole. It's their faces like and I think there's a candle in it or something. Yeah, and yeah. it's like a black background. Yeah. They look all like sexy. Yeah. And then it's like, actually, they murder someone and exercise their sister. So <laughs> it's it's good. It's kind of like but, Sabrina uh, the Teenage Witch. Oh, my gosh. Way to plug that one. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, that's, uh, that's a really good one. That's creepy. That, that one shouldn't be as creepy, but it is. The comic book's creepy. You yeah. know. We know it's creepy. Exactly. We actually reviewed that. Yeah, and it was... It was dark. That gosh, if you guys haven't read the Sabrina comic book or seen the Sabrina series on Netflix, like do yourselves a favor and watch it, but also like lock your doors and burn incense candles because it's it's demonic. It's good <laughs> in a good way. It's demonic in a good way. In in a good way, you know that. You know what? That's our review of it. That's our <laughs> review of the show. Demonic in a good way. I well, love it. Speaking of <laughs> demonic, my third yes. movie is the 1995 Billy Zane hit Demon Knight. Demon Knight. You brought that up the, our last episode. That's funny. Billy Zane. Billy yes. Zane. And it's funny because uh, I, I knew my wife liked the movie, but we, we watched it again the other night, and I did not know the extent to which she had a crush on Billy Zane oh. way back in the day. And Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, like, because he's bald in the movie, right? Um, mm-hmm. The movie came out in 95. I graduated in 96, so I was probably, like, 16 uh, when I saw this movie. I shaved my head bald. For Billy Zane? Because Wait, of this movie. Are you serious? Yeah. Corey. Yeah. Where is this picture? I like, don't think I have you... any. I don't have any. 
The one time you went bald. Yeah. Like, you didn't take any pictures. Full bald, full bald. But the good news is, from that point on, I was never scared of being bald because I have a very, like, normal round head. I don't have any, like, weird lumps or (laughs) or anything. So I was like, oh, you know what? I actually look pretty good bald. So if I, if, you know, my hair's thinning on top. I am 41. So at some point, I will have to take the plunge when I don't want to do the comb over anymore. And at least I know that I look good with a a bald head. But I'm I'm going to hold on to these scraps of blonde hair as long as I can. <laughs> oh man, I've but never yeah. seen. Have you go seen ahead, Demon Knight? I forget. No, 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 I haven't seen it. But now it's on because this is like the fifth time you brought this up. It's, like you loved it. You it's love it. so silly. It's, I mean, it's splattery. It's, but it's more like Gonzo horror. It's not like like serious horror but i mean heads come off and it is gory <laughs> but it's never really scary it's more silly if any if, than anything but it is it was the first tales from the crypt movie that they did uh and Ooh. then uh bordello of blood came out afterwards and was so bad that it just killed the tales from the crypt movie franchise but um and also did you ever see from dust till dawn the george clooney vampire movie with uh, uh written by um quentin tarantino Directed no, by I Robert Rodriguez. I love Quentin. I know. I haven't. I guess I'm going to see that one. Yeah, you should probably check that one out. But um, it was it was written by Tarantino. It was directed by Robert Rodriguez of Desperado, Sin City, etc. But that movie was originally supposed to be the first Tales from the Crypt film. I think Tarantino huh. uh, was either didn't sell it or he pulled it back or he couldn't get it written quick enough or something so they went with demon knight instead and uh it's it's awesome i love demon knight it's a lot of fun billy zane's great in it and it's it actually it holds up pretty well because you know most of the effects are practical there's not like a lot of cgi or anything in it so it holds up really damn good that's awesome um john and i my husband we went to santa monster palooza and he was there at the table and i was like looking at pictures i'm like i know his face and john was like phantom like no i don't know that one i think he even said demonite i was like no and then i looked over and i was like oh my god he was the suave bad guy on freaking titanic that's that's where i know him (laughs) yep (laughs) (laughs) and i've actually only ever seen titanic once you know what? You don't need to see it. I, look, I watched it a lot because I was a kid and I was young and I needed to know what romance was. And obviously it's in Titanic. So I watched it a few times. But like now I'm like, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. It's just so deep. Like We know what happens. Right. We know. Well, it was disheartening for me because like with that and Avatar, I didn't love Avatar. James Cameron is, is like, I, I don't even say it anymore, but he used to be my favorite director. I mean, Aliens is my favorite yeah. movie of all time. And he directed that, uh, Terminator, The Abyss, just all these great movies. And then Titanic, I was just like, uh, and I saw it. I was like, okay, but yeah, I was like, eh, I don't ever need to see it again. Yeah. And same with Avatar. You know, I've never Aww. seen Avatar since the theater. Like I've never once seen it on video ever and i liked it in the theater but i just liked the 3d i thought it was like the first time that i thought 3d was done really really well and actually helped immerse me into the the story but i was like i don't feel the need to ever see this movie non-3d got you see i loved avatar though i thought it had such a message Corey. <laughs> pocahontas I'm, it has the message of pocahontas yeah, blue it's a blue pocahontas yeah blue people <laughs> Good pocahontas <call>. Good <laughs> All right, well, my number two is the 1996, drumroll please, The Craft. Oh, that's another one I have not seen. Corey, bud, 
(laughs) (laughs) You know what? These are all like, well, no, they're not all female empowerment. What am I saying? I mean, once bitten, maybe. But anyway, the craft is just so good. It's, um, It's three witches, and they basically bring on another witch. It's essentially the 1990s um mean girls for witches basically yeah and it's good it's it's um it's where the quote comes from that says we are the weirdos mister i have that as like a half sweater and i wear it all the time and every time i wear it people are like "Ooh, the craft i'm like you know the craft isn't it awesome it's so good that so far of all the movies that you've listed that's the one i probably would want to see the most because i have heard nothing but good things about it now granted the most people talk about it have a healthy dose of nostalgia attached to it so Mm -hmm. i have no clue like how it how it holds up as first time viewing but everyone has nothing but good things to say about the craft a lot of people hold that in very very high regard Oh, yeah. And the main girl is, I don't know how to say her name, is like Feruza For, Bulk? Yeah, Feruza Bulk. She Feruza was, Bulk. She was um, uh, in Return to Oz when she was like uh, 10 or 11. The, oh. the The Wizard of Oz sequel. Oh, I didn't even see that one. I didn't know there was a sequel. Oof, you've never seen Return to Oz? It is disturbing and dark and weird. Okay, so that's a no. I mean, maybe. I'm kind of interested. It's re- it's, a, it's a really, really weird movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, she actually, her. I think her most well-known movie, I guess other than that one, is The Craft. Because I haven't really seen her in much anything else. Then I was reading that she only does films that make an impact on the world with like a really good message. And I looked on her IMDb page, and she's been doing movies like every year, like two or three a year. And we just don't know what they are. But yeah, she does the ones that just have a really good message behind them, like Avatar. You know, she's not an Avatar, but if she could be, I'm sure. I'm sure she could. <laughs> What's your number two, bud? Uh, a classic. A classic. 1978 John Carpenter Halloween. Ooh, we watched that the other night at my sister's Halloween party. That's uh, that's a good one. I've never seen it. You've never seen it all the way through? No, yeah. I haven't. It's fun. I mean, the music's great. The music's iconic at this point. You you probably have heard the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Michael Myers is iconic. I I love that. I just I loved everything about it. At this point, I kind of it's the movie that we kind of have to watch when we carve pumpkins. So yeah, it's like I don't always at this point really watch it. Watch it, but I've seen it so many times that it's it's a okay. You know, I don't care if I miss something because I can just hear it and. I I know what's happening and it's just it's not halloween without it and you know like i said earlier since we're not really putting these in any particular order like i said this one i kind of watch when you know i'm carving the pumpkin but you know some years it's dependent it's like oh do i need a real quick injection of halloween this year then maybe it'll be the movie that i watch at the beginning of the month to kind of like get the whole month going or something so this is why they're all sort of in different orders but for the most part i usually carve a pumpkin when i'm when this is on i like this is what has to be on in the background have you carved a pumpkin yet no, we uh the by the time we're recording this, it's uh we got about what is Halloween's nine days away. Ten. I think we're gonna carve our pumpkin next week because okay. uh my nephew is not available to do it. Now we wanna do it with our nephew. Yeah. So yeah, I think that'll be fun. And which guy. which means we probably he's he's five. Uh, so we probably actually won't watch Halloween when we're carving Ooh, it. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, no. I, we won't. So I'll just watch have to watch it craft. separately. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I watch, watch the, the craft. craft. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, do you remember when we went to go see Hocus Pocus at, in that uh, backyard? Yeah. 
uh, me, you, and our, our spouses. But do you remember when we walked over and we saw the Halloween house? Yep, yep. You were like, that's the one! See, I saw the 2018 Halloween with my sister and her boyfriend, and I had never seen it before. My sister likes to take me to scary movies because she likes to make me squirm. And I, I'm like, I'm the big sister. I should be able to do this. And so I'm like sitting in my seat like with my jacket like right up you know, the half of my face, just like, oh, my God, why did you bring me here? But that guy won't die. What I, the heck, dude? I know. I know because he's the boogeyman. He's, he's uh, a boogeyman. And then the cool thing is if you look in the credits of Halloween, the very first Halloween movie, he's not billed as Michael Myers. He's billed as The Shape. And the cool thing is because he's not human. He's he's the shape of a man. He's the, the, the uh, shape of terror. And uh, yeah. I always thought that was really, really neat that like he's just the boogeyman. There's no rhyme or reason to it. He's just the boogeyman. Also, lock your doors, Pasadena. Seriously. <laughs> Just going through. I love the one-shot wonders in that one, though. I'm sure that's like his... In Halloween, it's just like... It's just these beautiful one-shots where he goes in and out of the houses. It's so cool. Yeah, that that long take that they did uh, in the 2008 version. Yeah, that was really cool where they, they kept him on there and then he killed that one lady and he kind of like kept walking and didn't stop. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. really like that. I thought... I thought it was a decent sequel. Um, it negates Halloween 2 and everything else that comes after it. So mm-hmm. technically... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, technically you can you can just watch Halloween 1 and then Halloween 2018 and be like, I saw the complete series and that's it. Uh, or you can watch Hall- or you can watch the two Rob Zombie movies and say, hey, mm-hmm. I just watched the Ro- Halloween Rob Zombies. Or you can watch Halloween 1 through 6 through H2O or whatever the hell it is and be like, I watched all of them. But they really, really get stupid and weird later on <laughs> uh and even to the point where number three doesn't even have michael myers in it uh it's, what? it's this what it's what? it's a weird number three is this Why? whole different weird thing it's called season of the witch and okay. it has a huge cult following i personally love it because they they take huge chances with it huge swings some misses, you know, but at nice, least yeah. <laughs> I, I always applaud people who give who give an effort, you know, to try yeah. to do something different. But yeah, the Halloween series has a crazy, crazy, crazy like history to it. I love that. And oh, and uh, I'm sure you know this, but I don't know if anybody else does listening. But um, the mask is a Will Shatner mask mm-hmm. yep. that they had a low budget, and they went to the Halloween store and painted it white, and so that's William Shatner's face forever. I wonder how, what he feels about it. I hope he has a picture of it with him wearing the mask somewhere. <laughs> like he had somebody Google that and send it to Corey because like that's I I want to see that. That's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he has somewhere of taking a picture with it. But yeah, that's that's always such a cool like little factoid that that he's yeah. forever like immortalized it doesn't even like look like him but at the same time it's because even as a kid i hate masks that look like a person's face because uh-huh. it's so weird and disorienting looking yeah and it's <laughs> you're like you're not you're you, not a human yeah it's like, it's like yeah. a human like you're, i'm a human with a human face on you're it's it's a weird <laughs> leather face scenario but uh, yeah, I hated that. And then the fact that you actually warp it even further to make it white and, and even more weird looking that, uh, it's, it's disturbing and it works well. And the first Halloween movie still holds up very much to this day. 
That's a good one. Miss, and young Miss Jamie Lee Curtis, she's just gorgeous and awesome. Yeah, She yeah. has not aged, by the way. I mean, she has, but she hasn't. Like, she's just still as spunky and spry as ever. Yep, I, I follow her on Instagram. She's awesome. You and do? She's a huge video game nerd, too. She will go to, um, like, Comic-Con. And, and you, actually, she's a big Blizzard fan, like uh, Overwatch, League of Legends, all that kind of stuff, World wow. of Warcraft. She, Her and her kids will, like, go to, like, uh, BlizzardCon and dress up as, like, World of Warcraft characters and things. Like, she is big, a big-time video gamer. Oh, my God. I love her even more. Right? She's super cool. (laughs) She's super cool. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. My number one pick, Corey, and you already know what it is. Maybe you don't, but when I say it, you're going to I think I do know. Yeah. The 1998 Best Picture Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. (laughs) (laughs) Elvira's my girl, as you very well know. Um, And I actually watch that movie two or three times a year. It is a classic. And um, did you know, well, you know because you listen to the Boo Crew podcast about her, but Brad Pitt actually auditioned for her for that flick. Yeah, as her funny? as her boy the boyfriend in it or whatever, or the, the, one of the little kids. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, and- that's funny. And she apparently <laughs> uh, she came up with the groundlings. Yeah, uh, in the same time that Pee Wee Herman came up, and all all pretty much everyone that was in the the Pee Wee's Playhouse. So that was she's cool. I and I at this movie I've seen. I saw this movie yeah. when I was younger. <laughs> I met Elvira when I was younger. She was super yes. cool. I met her at a like a a car convention in Maryland when I was like I think I was it was probably in 1993 somewhere around <laughs> there. So I was probably like 13 and uh, sporting a pretty sweet blonde mullet. Yes. But I I said find that picture, bud. I know find that picture. I know I got to dig it up. I'm still looking for it. It could be at my mom's house in the basement somewhere. But I'm scouring through uh, social media, <laughs> my Facebook, to see if I can find it anywhere. It sucks searching for pictures on Facebook. There's no like search tags you can use. <laughs> you gotta go way back. I know. Sometimes you go back way too far, and you're like, whoa. You're like, no, just, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That was a past life. But yeah, Elvira, she's she's freaking rad. I just love her. Why do you, why is this your number one movie? I don't know. I just really connect with it. And I actually discovered this movie when I was in college, and I was sad because I didn't want to do that major anymore. And uh, and so I was just having a lot of sad college nights. Like, what am I doing? And then Halloween came about, and I just kind of found, it used to be on Netflix, by the way, and for free. And so I watched that like two or three times that week. I don't know why it just like clicked. She's just so like. Hey, this is me. I have control over how you see me. Yes, I am awesome and scandalous, and this is a low cut dress, but I know it and I own it, and I deserve respect. And I just loved that about her. And she's funny. She's also really funny. I love her humor. She's like punny. She breaks the fourth wall. And she, you can tell she loves being Cassandra Peterson, loves being Elvira which I think is awesome. Yeah, we we talked a lot about her on the Elvira review that we did on Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. It will mm-hmm. be out, might not be out exactly when you when you hear this, uh, yeah. but it'll be out at the end of the month. So it might already be out. And if you guys get a chance, go check that episode out. We have a lot of fun talking about those first four issues of Elvira. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a great comic book, and mm-hmm. we had a good time diving into it. So definitely check that out actually our whole entire month of october is nothing but horror comics we did yeah. uh we did sabrina we did two uh hellboy and two uh episodes of of afterlife 
Afterlife with, with Archie. Archie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we did uh, Elvira. So you guys go... If you, if you like, obviously you like podcasts after dark, you're definitely going to dig what we do over there, especially for the month of October. Yeah. Um, so, well, that's, that's, at right. least I've What's seen this one. What's your number one? Yeah. Oh yeah. You have seen that one. What's your number one? I'm curious. And, and let me, before I say what my number one is, even though we didn't put these in any order, I assume though that our number ones are, if we couldn't watch any of these m- movies before Halloween, these would be the, our number ones are the ones we would have to watch, right? Like, yeah. just no matter what, you have to watch yeah. Elvira. It's not Halloween unless you watch. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So for me, for no reason whatsoever other than I love this film, is uh-huh. Night of the Living Dead remake, the remake. 1990 version, by Tom Savini directed it. The special effects artist Tom Savini directed it. Uh, Tony Todd is in it from Candyman. And uh, it's not a great movie. <laughs> I, I, I will be the first to admit that. But for some reason, I, because I saw it in the theater, I saw it in 1990 with my buddy Luke. For some reason, I have to watch this movie every year. My buddy uh, Alex, who I met in college, one of the things we bonded over was our mutual love for Night of the Living Dead remake, you know, especially. Ah, wow, and, amazing. And so Demon Knight, too. I got, if you listen to this episode, I got to give him a shout out on there. Because uh, I was talking to him today before I did this and, uh, you know, about what the topic was going to be and whatnot. And he, uh, he was like, oh yeah demon i was like of course i know. i mean i know what his are gonna yeah, be yeah, but i was like yeah, yeah. demon knight and uh, uh night of the living dead remake um but like i said I, I don't know why this is the number one for me it just i love it and it's another one that i kind of probably i'll decorate when i'm when this is on or i'll, mm-hmm. I'll you know carve a yeah. pumpkin if, if we're still carving the pumpkins this will be the next movie that goes into the rotation like if we're still doing something um i don't need to watch it although i i love it i can quote it like you know, all of it it's just it's ridiculous <laughs> even like their their weird like inflections in their in their voices and stuff you know that's when you know you've you've listened to a movie way too much when you can actually quote their inflections and yeah yeah um <laughs> but it's 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 fun it's a cool movie it's a decent zombie film there are a gazillion better zombie films out there probably and i'll be like i'll, I'll tell you that to your face yes but I got to watch this one. I love it. I love yeah. Night of the Living Dead remake. I, I don't know why. I just love it. And it's my number one Halloween movie. That's awesome. It's yours. And what year was it that it came out? 1990. So Okay, so how old were you? Uh, You're 14. Yeah, something. Uh, well, let's see. Actually, I want to do the math on that real quick. So I'm going to keep talking. And let's see. 1978. My, oh, you were 12. Wow. Yep. Oh, that's perfect. You know what? Yeah. Like, that's the perfect age when you see something that you sort of like, that you like. You It kind of, like, lasts with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You glom onto it. So, yeah, I was 12 years old when I saw it in the theater with my buddy Luke at uh, Olney Nine Cinemas in Olney, Maryland, way back before Maryland. stadium seating. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Amazing. <laughs> Go Terps. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, love that movie. That's awesome. If you ever get a chance to see it, uh check it out but honestly like Tess, like if you and i were like if, if i had like all these movies in my hand i don't think i'd give you this one to see i would probably give you like demon knight to watch uh okay. or the crow um because this one's a little bit it's more personal to me I, I don't think it's a great movie it's more a personal favorite of mine okay okay yeah i i get that and you guys reviewed it here on this podcast recently no so. no that's return of the living dead oh 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 okay yeah so it's we know different huh 
It's that's different. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a different movie. Um, Return of the Living Dead was actually the first Return of the Living Dead movie was co-created by John Russo, co-written by John Russo, who was George Romero's writing partner and I think producer on Night of the Living Dead. Famously, okay. I'm probably going to butcher this, but famously they had a, when they broke apart as partners and everything, uh, famously John Russo was able to keep the moniker uh, Living Dead. And then nice. George, Russo, yeah. uh, George, Russo, uh, George Romero could not use Living Dead moving forward. So that's why Night of the Living Dead, and then that's why it's Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. It's not Dawn of the Living Dead. It's not Day of the Living Dead. It's Dawn of the Dead because George Romero couldn't use Living Dead. And then John Russo uh, helped co-write or fully write Return of the Living Dead with Dan O'Bannon. And oh even in Return of the Living Dead, they make references to Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> and it's it's funny. It's almost like a weird sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Um, uh-huh. uh, it's, it's weird. But... Uh, Return Night of the Living Dead remake is just a whole different ball of wax, and we will get to it eventually on podcasting <laughs> after dark. I don't think Zach has as much affinity for this movie as I do, so we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> and and honestly, truthfully, Return of the Living Dead is a better movie than Night of the Living Dead remake. So I would still rather you see Return of the Living Dead than Night of the Living Dead remake. You have to write that down. Okay, so if my thing is vampires, your thing is zombies. Yeah. Yeah. You love Walking Dead. You loved Afterlife with Archie when we reviewed it. You like zombies. I do. I do. And I think think it's because I also grew up really liking Mad Max. Um, I think I just like when the world ends. (laughs) You like apocalyptic? I I think I do. Yeah. I think I... What if? Yeah. And basically, zombie movies are just another form of like a post-apocalyptic film essentially yeah yeah that's all good man i like the chaos i dig the chaos i mean if the world ends do we need to go up to oregon like will you know what to do no no i won't (laughs) don't follow me we're dead we're all dead (laughs) if you follow me we're dead okay just like the movies (laughs) i need creature comforts i do not know how to survive without power and electricity and running water (laughs) trust me it's a fan it's it's only a fantasy (laughs) so it's it's a dream of yours to know how to survive during the apocalypse exactly you will never aspire got you exactly that's okay I'll never be a vampire. It's all good. <laughs> oh, no. Well, this was this was super cool. I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm super thrilled that it was you that uh, was the first person on here with me doing this because I didn't I didn't know where it was gonna I didn't know where it was gonna go. I didn't know how it was gonna go. But you know, it's just it's always fun talking to you, and and yeah. I think we have a good uh, good flow to it. So did mm-hmm. you did you enjoy the the podcast? I did. This was the best homework assignment I've had all week. Um, <laughs> easiest. I was like, actually, I had a really long list. And I was like, no, all right. And I was going to do like the classic, like Nightmare Before Christmas, Hocus Pocus, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, no. What are some films that people might not have seen? And then when I started, when I got Once Bitten, I was like, oh, wait. And I, you know, I could do this one and this one. Um, so, no, that was really fun. Thanks can, for inviting me. <laughs> can I say that I was a little bit surprised that Hocus Pocus was not on your list? I know. It is on my list. It's just kind of like a duh. It's up there with like Halloween Town. And, you know, it was just kind of like I, I could have said those and I could have gone on about that. But I was like, these are pretty awesome when I watch this. Like Hocus Pocus, I can watch it while I'm doing stuff and quote it in the inflection, like you said. And the same with Halloween Town. But these, when I watch them, it's like 
I like my world, I love 80s Halloween. And so when I watch an 80s film or like an early 90s film, a Halloween film, I'm like all about it. 80s Halloween. I remember wearing those like plastic masks with the plastic rubber (laughs) bags that go on top of you that, you know, have like prints. On top? It's like, yeah, it's like it goes over like your body and it's printed like, for example, like, you know, you're you're Optimus Prime from from Transformers and you're wearing this like plastic mask of Optimus Prime. But then you have this like tarp that you put over your body, not your head, but your body. It has the imprint of Optimus Prime on it. Yeah, it looks like you're Optimus Prime. But then, then they always suck because... It's never like they print it so that it looks like your body is Optimus Prime. They print uh-huh. it with like the name Optimus Prime on it, and you're like, "Well, that just ruins it." And as a kid, I can remember <laughs> like gra- when I graduated up from doing the the costume in a box, you know, the mask with the, yeah. the thing, to graduating up to like a full latex mask, you know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, my yeah. First, my first. Uh, costume that wasn't just out of out of the box was a werewolf. I I got like okay. a full latex max werewolf, and then I just you know wore an outfit that I ripped up. So it was fun. <laughs> then my buddy Luke did a werewolf too, so we were kind of like two werewolves. And mine was like his was brown, I think, and mine was uh, silver and white. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's I was um, pink Power Ranger. Oh no, my first one was Snow White. But oh. my favorite recurring costume was pink Power Ranger and a variation of dresses that I made into a witch with my one witch hat. So we were <laughs> creative. Yes. I saw you just <laughs> dressed up as Maleficent, right? I did. And my sister, actually, I went to um, Jesse's, my sister's Halloween party, and she was a princess. And then she was like, oh my gosh, this dress was actually a Sleeping Beauty dress. I just took off the Sleeping Beauty parts of it. And like, I was like, what? She's like, yeah, there used to be a pendant right here of her face, like right in the middle of, on, on the top of her dress. And I was like, I'm Maleficent. You're Sleeping Beauty. That's it. You're not a princess. You're Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> and so it just kind of went together. But yeah. <laughs> perfect perfect yeah. well that's uh, <laughs> i wish we were we wanted to be there for uh the halloween party i don't oh. think we're gonna go to one this year so uh, we don't yeah. really know anyone yet up in oregon to go to so maybe next year maybe we'll go to one next yeah. year. yeah so, that's we'll, the goal make make good enough friends where, that throw cool parties exactly. cool halloween parties halloween party not just any party dude halloween party yeah no halloween party my buddy luke back in maryland it's one it's our goal to go to his halloween party because he uh uh they kind of live sort of in this in this house like in not in the middle of the woods i mean there's houses like around them but it's you know kind of out there so they can kind of get loud and you know it's not no one's going to sort of complain but they they always every year have a have a huge halloween party uh they you know they do the the full-on dressing up like good costumes everyone brings good costumes (laughs) and it's 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 my wife and I's goal to to get there to, for Halloween. It's just always hard to travel then because you're like, well, then if you eat up a, a traveling day, especially flying cross country for Halloween, everyone gets like your family gets upset because you didn't come for Thanksgiving. You're like, right. okay, you know. But I really want to. I really want to go to their their Halloween party. My buddy Luke and his wife Laura. They're uh, they love Halloween. They love Halloween. Oh, yeah. how can you not? I, I mean, there's some, I don't know anybody that doesn't like Halloween. It's probably because I'm very selective with my friends and uh, <laughs> I only pick cool people for friends. So, <laughs> and, and I'm lucky to be one of those cool people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Our, we're, our, we do double when you guys lived here we in California and LA, we did double dates all the time. It was really fun. We did spooky stuff too. I miss the food trucks, those were so great. 
I know on Magnolia Boulevard in Burbank. Yep. Oh man. Well, Burbank when you guys come up so to visit, we'll uh, we'll take you to some uh, spooky stuff around here too. Yes. Oh, you know we're down. You uh, know we're down. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, and I guess by next time I mean when uh, everyone uh, goes and listens to ongoing comic book discussion podcast. Uh, yeah. Tess, where can we find you? online and podcasting even though i just gave it away <laughs> you can find me at tess Yanos, that's t-e-s-s-l-a-n-o-s and you can find our ongoing comic book discussion podcast at ocd podcast on instagram and we're ongoing comic book discussion podcast on facebook as well Ooh, no i got us um i got us uh, facebook.com slash ocd podcast both of oh yeah them, oh yeah oh yeah yeah I keep forgetting that was such a victory okay, i know cool. so I, I can't believe i can't believe no one's took grab that so yeah. yeah so both of uh both instagram and facebook are both uh, uh slash ocd podcast which is easy yeah. Or if you go to Corey's like info about page on his Instagram, if you already follow him, there it is right there. Yeah. Waiting for you, listed. And where can we find you, Mr. Corey? Yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram at Corey Nation. And then obviously here on Podcasting After Dark, as well as ongoing comic book discussion podcast, as well as Cartwright, a Seinfeld Woo. podcast. And uh, all the podcasts, if you could, you know, whichever ones you guys like, if you could rate and review them on Apple podcasts uh ocd pad cartwright friday five all of them and uh and be like hey it's a great little podcast and share us with your friends that that always mm-hmm. helps those are the best ways to kind of help us out and and spread the love and we appreciate all the love that you guys have already spread Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so like i said this was a bonus episode for podcasting after dark and uh if you're listening to it on any other feed then come check us out on podcasting after dark but if not then uh i will catch you guys on the flip Join the Podcasting After Dark Patreon community to unlock exclusive monthly content like cast interviews and a fan feedback show. Plus, you get every regular episode of Podcasting After Dark completely ad-free. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing us five stars on Apple Podcasts and by recommending us to your friends. Finally, make sure you follow us on Reddit Instagram, and Facebook for news and updates about future episodes. Just search for Podcasting After Dark. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.